On today's episode of Off the Cuff, we have poker pro Jeffrey Alfano. We talk about the impact on COVID, poker tips, maybe how to make some money, the Last Dance episode seven and eight recap, sports talk with around the NFL league, the UFC 249 recap, baseball's back question mark, segments in the news, and ending with power rankings with our best karaoke songs. Let's go. Let's go. This is Off the Cuff, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. Welcome to Off the Cuff, presented by Inger.fm. I'm Jimbo Slice. This is Richard Chicago. Today is Wednesday, hump day, May 13th. And that last episode of the Last Dance Recap was an emotional roller coaster. His father died. Like, do you think the media like pushed him out to do to retire, or what, um, what's your take on that? I mean, that's the way the documentary made it seem. Seem. I don't remember that as a kid. That being the reason, I just I remember his dad dying. He wanted to take a break from basketball, so he went to go play baseball, or he went to go follow his dream of playing baseball. Correct. I don't. I don't remember the media blowing up his. I do remember the media talking about the whole the whole situation, but I don't remember it. I mean, I'm not a celebrity, so I don't know how that is and how that would affect me. Yeah, the fucked up part about that was um, the media tried to pin Michael Jordan gambling on his father's death. Like right. that's insane. Right. The media twisted because that's that's what they do. They're journalists. They get paid to get the story. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird hearing that because they're very, um, like, they're journalists and they're, like, they're really good at their job. But it seems like people these days do it all the time on Twitter, like, just random yeah. people. Yeah, and it's, like, it's a lot easier to blow up a story now than it was back 30 years ago, I can tell you that. Yeah, so. that's crazy. And um, following up with that, after the whole baseball thing happened – you see how Jordan's work ethic is still very, very elite. So while playing baseball, he was, um, he would take practice every morning and every night because he needed to be the best he could be at baseball. He wasn't that good at baseball. So he would literally go every morning, play a full game and then go at night just do batting practice. And he was getting better, but endurance. Yeah, stamina. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you you got to remember a, a a baseball body versus a basketball body. I know they they touched on this. It's it's two separate muscles. You know what I mean? It's muscle memories. It's you have to literally retrain yourself from the ground up. And yeah. Even when he came back to to basketball, he had to re redo everything that he he had to do. I mean, of course, it's Michael Jordan. That's easy to do, but. I think his his attitude had a it was a huge part of that too. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Honestly, like he had the motivation just to like be the best he can be at anything he did, and there was so many ways to motivate him. Um, there were so many stories tacking onto that. Even like when he went back to basketball, so like um, there was like other players trash talking him like his former teammate, B.J. Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. And, like, 
that literally pushed him into like a whole different zone where he was very, very focused. And he just how about, wanted to How about him. the uh, fake great game? That, that Yeah, by LeBradford Smith. Yeah. That's yeah. a funny name, like LeBradford Smith. But I, I remember him. He, he was he was a pretty good player too. I mean, back in the nineties. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I didn't know that that was a fake story. I do remember that. And I do remember it when it happened. I don't remember hearing it was fake. I guess that must've came out years later. Yeah. It's crazy because Jordan, I guess would make up stories. Well, this is the first I've heard, but so he would always have the competitive edge to like beat his opponent any, anytime, anywhere even later on in his like his life against like, the Utah Jazz, when George Carl snubbed him, so like he was at a restaurant and George right. Carl didn't say hi. Walked right he used by. That, yeah, he used that against him to yeah. beat him in the finals. Like that's insane. That's motivation. <laughs> I mean, that between that and the trash talking that Michael that Michael did to his teammates in order to build up their their I guess it would be their confidence, but also tear them down. I mean that. Uh, I, I kind of knew that was happening, but I didn't know the extreme, how the other teammates felt. Mm-hmm. And now they're talking about it, tw- you know, 20, 30 years later. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, and then Jordan going to play for like double A baseball. Yeah. That was interesting because I didn't know that he went from triple A to double A just because the Security. media yeah. couldn't, couldn't be accommodable. That's a word, accommodable. <laughs> but he was such a big icon that he needed to be moved up in order for the media to be there and all of his fans. So that was interesting. Right. And also his salary was the exact same as a baseball player. Wow. When he was I, basketball. That was crazy. insane. Yeah. Like, and he, he actually bought the team bus for the, I think it was the triple a team. They were in an old bratty bus mm-hmm. and Jordan's like, this is not going to fly. So he went to the bus dealership or wherever you go to buy a bus and he bought a team bus and gave it to the team. So that, wow. that's kind of cool. I, I didn't see that in the um, documentary. I th- you know, I think it was in one of the earlier episodes, but yeah. That's crazy. Um, also, I had one more other thing to add before we go into sports talk. But so when Michael Jordan did their press conference, he's saying, I'm back. Imagine if someone did that today, like of like Michael Jordan magnitude, like on Twitter saying, I'm back. Like, how would that like be? Because that was pretty big back in what, like 95? Yeah, like imagine someone, yeah. yeah, imagine like a star doing that now, like, just saying, I'm back. Like how insane that would be like on Twitter or whatever, just saying, I'm back. We'd probably have like a million retweets and like a right, million. Right, like, right. Social media would just blow up. See, back then the newspaper was their social media. That's where they mm-hmm. got the news from. Now everybody gets it from Twitter and, and Facebook and stuff, which, Hey, more power to people, you know, nowadays, especially because that's how we're getting exposed with this podcast. But, yeah, definitely. but I mean, the media back then it was pay-per-view TV, meaning there was no DVR. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, you know, re- recording of a basketball game was not thought of. You would, you know, at, seven o'clock when the Bulls started playing you'd turn that tv on no matter where you were in the country or mm-hmm. the world for that matter so if if your favorite player is coming back and you see it you know on a press release or something oh man you bet you're you know seven o'clock i got plans now i'm watching the Bulls game so yeah 
and imagine like when you first retired also like the shock because did you see like all the reporters with there from like the locals like Dan Rohn I saw right yeah I saw and, him like, and then you see like the national news people like yeah. it was crazy it was, it was actually really cool growing up like I grew up in the Chicago area so all the reporters like there's a lot of them that are still on the air now like channel seven reporter one of the reporters i forget who it was uh their sports reporter uh uh i forget his name the guy that does the sports briefs on channel seven uh he um, was on there marty greco yeah he was on there yeah um and then a few other you know people and uh, i saw in that media room i saw um actually i sat next to her during a bowls game um channel two i don't remember her name but <laughs> i saw her in there i was like oh cool I've, I've met her once you know back in 1994 at the old yeah. stadium at the old stadium <laughs> so that's crazy um, yeah so as far as michael jordan i'm ready for you know parts nine was it nine and ten coming the up finale, right dude, that's it oh that's yeah it's gonna be insane i didn't even it's, watch a preview for it because i don't want it to end i could literally watch like in one a million hours of this. Like I, I hope they do this with other, you know, controversial players and stories. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got your thirty for thirties and stuff, but I think they should like this is kind of cool. You know, it's bringing the world together as it did back in the nineties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I haven't watched any of the the, the previews either. So it's funny because some like players that used to play Jordan are still scarred and they're not even watching the documentary. Wow. Is that serious? Is that true? Yeah. Like, wow. um, I think I saw Patrick Ewing. Wow. Like, yeah. I'm not going to watch this because he already beat me once yeah, and I don't want to see this. <laughs> wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I mean, I wouldn't watch either, but he, Michael Jordan's a legend, dude. I mean, like you have to pay your respects. Not pay your respects. Well, it's like, not so much the, the documentaries. Yeah. It's, 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 based around michael jordan because michael jordan is the face of the bulls for the 90s mm -hmm. but it's it's really on the whole 90s team which is really cool mm -hmm. you know because the last dance i mean it's the last i i think it's it's that's cool the way that they've done they're producing this yeah it's so, really a little confusing it's a little confusing if you're watching it but yeah it's it's cool yeah, I think the most confusing part is the time travel. We go from yeah, like 98 yeah, back yeah. to 86. Like like the yeah. uh, episode, I think it was seven, uh, where they're, they're showing him at the, the basketball camp. And then the next scene, they go back to 98, where he's on the field, you know what I mean? Or on mm -hmm. the court. So he went from like the field to the court. Like, what? Okay. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so let's talk about some around the league on um, the NFL. So did you hear about the Earl Thomas scandal that happened last week? No, no, I didn't. What happened? It's pretty insane. So Earl Thomas, if you don't know, he's a Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens safety. Yeah. Yeah. So basically um, he was being held at gunpoint by his wife. But wait, by his wife? That's not even the whole story. But so it turns out he was caught cheating. Oh my god! Is this like a is this like a Tiger Woods thing where where you know the wife's throwing a golf club, but instead the wife's holding a gun? <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe, but that's even the crazy part. Like that's like 
that's like that's like the bread of the sandwich. Like here comes the meat. So it gets crazier. What? It gets crazier. So the crazy part is that um, the wife caught her husband Earl naked in bed with the mistress. Oh man! But she also caught another person as well, and the other person was his brother Earl Thomas. Oh boy! Seth. Oh so boy! They were like in an orgy, basically. So, Seth, so let me get this straight: Seth Thomas and Earl Thomas are brothers they're together in bed with uh the mistress that they both share yes wife walks in points a gun at yeah. both of them yeah you can't make this shit up no that's insane that's like fake news but it's not fake news right that's crazy. yeah right meanwhile in baltimore what the hell i know right <laughs> like imagine like that's like that's insane like i don't know what she I would caught do. me in the shower it wasn't me yeah <laughs> It was my brother Seth. <laughs> Imagine just blaming Seth for everything. It was oh, all his fault. Oh God! Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then so UFC two forty nine happened. On oh yeah, Saturday. That was a pretty cool fight. Like sports are kind of back. Like we're getting to see like some live events popping up on ESPN. So that's cool. Um, what was cool about UFC is uh, it was Saturday, which we're all locked at home. So what are we going to do except for watch the fight? So mm-hmm. what a, what do me and you know Richie Chicago do? We jump on Twitch and we were actually live betting uh, the fight, which is pretty cool. And um, I, I guess we could do a little rundown of you know a couple of the cards. I don't know if you guys watched our our Twitch. If you didn't, we usually try to go on Twitch on Saturdays. So. Um, kind of, you know, like as a joint drinking game type thing. Um, but the big one, the big shocker is that uh, Gaethje actually dominated Ferguson. Justin Gaethje dominated Tony Ferguson. So yeah, that, was, was that was knockout. a really good fight. Yeah, that was yeah, a really it was good fight. Knockout. It was in the fifth a... round too. So that was a long fight and right. he almost made it through. Like since the five minute round, it was, he got knocked out. There was... Um, there was three TK. No, actually, there was four. Four, four. TKOs and a, and a KO. Yeah. So it was it was definitely, definitely, definitely a hard hard fought fight. Um, as far as decisions, there was one, two, three, four, five decisions. So it was split five decisions, KOs. So mm-hmm. how did yeah, you do with your betting? Did you did you make some money? Um. I'm gonna save that for our po- our our talk with um with Jeffrey Pockets. Awesome, cool, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll save that for that second. Yeah, we'll talk about some gambling in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, cool. And then last thing before before we get to our interview, um, baseball's back almost. So the MLB owners, um, they approve of a 2020 proposal that we'll figure out about like maybe tomorrow if the season will happen or not like that'll be great if yeah, the, season the next will day or so we'll, we'll find yeah out, so i mean i really hope baseball's back but i was reading some other stuff at other leagues like the nfl and dr fauci like he he's not being a debbie downer for say but he's being a realist and saying that like it may not happen but i don't want to hear that i want to actually see sports but right th- there's so many challenges in that because you would have to test everyone each game because they can't just get tested one time because 
I right. mean, right. they could be exposed to it after that game. You, you mm-hmm. never know. Like mm-hmm. they go home to their families and whatever else, and yeah. they they go out to a re- uh, well, not so much go out to a restaurant because most of them are locked down, but they go get food from maybe the grocery store or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought? You know, I mean, today's the thirteenth of May that there there wouldn't be a single game played yet of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, it's a little easier for UFC because it's like once a month thing. So you can definitely test that one once a month. And, and they're doing like, the Fight Island too, which that, that means that they can fly everybody to this Fight Island, yeah. keep, them there, keep them there. So That's easier. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Awesome. Can, can, so, we, get a ba- can we get a baseball island? Yeah, I know. Like, I want an island for each sport. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, like in Fiji, and that would be awesome. What they also need is hologram fans. I think that'd be dope. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. No, did you see like the Korean baseball? They had like um, paper fans, not like paper fans, like cardboard fans. Oh, cardboard cutouts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What? What if they just put like monitors in like all the seats and like we all zoomed into like the monitor? You know, like that way we can watch it. Yeah, like, just like the NFL draft almost. Like, that would be great. Like, yeah, yeah. You could actually boo and cheer and, like, whatever. Yeah. And you have to, you have to pay per – since only 100 people per Zoom, like, imagine, like, you have to pay, like, 500 bucks to be, I mean, there's, to be there's watching other, that game. There's <laughs> other platforms, but, like, MLB makes their own platform. And yeah. That would be kind of cool. Like, hey, million-dollar deal. Let's do yeah, it. Let's be the ones like, to fucking do it. Or just, like, big projector screens around the ballpark with fans. You know, yeah. us, like, on – you know skype or zoom or whatever platform which that'd be kind of cool that'd be pretty cool except you get a lot of people that would abuse it and be in the bathroom and or showing their you know naughty parts yeah yeah true true or it'd be free advertising imagine that like imagine like if me and you were there we just were like True your shot sports stuff and be like, yay, true shot <laughs> some local you know what that that actually MLB should step up and do something like that, like a local advertising package or any sport, not just MLB, but all the sports. Uh, you know, if you're a restaurant or a small business with a need that you know for advertising to bring customers back in your door to spend the money, that's kind of a cool outlet. Yeah. Just cause like um like at the Cubs games they have like those jumbotron things. They, it's a hundred bucks or so to be on a jumbotron for like you, two seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. But since now there's no fans, it'd be cool to like that'd be a uh, way for them to make extra income. Yeah, uh, I mean, say say the hundred dollars. Um, you know that you know the screens right behind home plate. Yeah. Or or even like the on the ice for hockey, the uh, the glass like the below the glass. If they can, you know, superimpose images of local restaurants that sign up for the service, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, rotate them in as whatever, you know, say there's tier one, it's only five minutes. Tier two is like a half an hour, you know what I mean? But like kind of play fair with everybody and only do local businesses. Yeah, you can rotate it. So yeah, you, yeah. yeah definitely. I mean, I, I don't think $100 a month would break a bunch of businesses. No, I wouldn't. No, so. no. Hundred dollars right. a month or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So. so let's get into our interview with Jeffrey Pockets. And now we welcome on a very special guest. He is known as Jeffrey Pockets, a professional poker player, also a seasoned entrepreneur. Jeffrey Alfano. How's it going, Jeff? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm I'm, I'm glad to be on your show. Been uh been listening to you guys for from the very beginning, so it's fun to actually be on the show. Awesome. We, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. How's quarantine going for you? Uh, you know, uh, kind of boring, but playing cards, keeping busy, um, just hanging out, watching a lot of movies. Put playing cards like in person or online? No, or? Uh, online, online. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, I mean, is it because of the COVID that you're mostly doing the online? Do you play normally home games or casino games or what's changed oh, yeah. since this COVID? Oh. Yeah, this, so as you know, like we can't have the packed poker rooms anymore. So the casinos are all closed down right now. So actually a lot of the amateur and semi-pro and pro players have kind of gravitated towards um, home games, but playing from poker apps. So you they would gather a group of friends and kind of just join up online and uh, kind of play some cards from there. Nice. That's really cool. Do you like playing house games or with your friends, or do you like going to casinos and playing with strangers? Oh, casinos are always better. It's just a it's just endless amount of of money if you're doing it like you know to kind of make a living. But um, busting up your friends is always fun. You know, you drinking beers and hanging out and playing a little cards is always fun. Do you consider yourself a shark with those friends, or and, and <laughs> your friends are your friends sharks too? <laughs> Uh, no, they, they can play. They can definitely play. But uh, a majority of the time, I, I probably win. <laughs> but it's fun to let them win and kind of see them talk shit, too. It's always fun. That's awesome. How often have you been playing, like, on a weekly basis? Uh, since the virus hit, probably about mm, five times a week. What about before the virus? Before the virus at casinos, it was actually a lot less, like, uh, probably about three times a week so it actually ramped up because you're in the comfort of your own home basically exactly yeah and i'm not uh i'm not known to be an online player so it's interesting how my game has translated to the online world right that's awesome since you play like so much do you consider yourself like an athlete because i know it requires like so much stamina and like discipline <laughs> to do all that <laughs> uh, yeah i mean they show they show some poker on espn and Fox Sports, so yeah, it's fun to think. Are you, are you at that level Sports yet? Are you going to be on there next week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we the local shows. Um, I mean, I'm, I've played in some of those tournaments. Um, I've never actually been on screen, but I have joined some of those tournaments. Didn't win, didn't cash, but it was a fun experience. Is that so like the WSOP or or? Yeah, they have some small tournaments, uh, like Heartland tournaments in. Um, the horseshoe in indiana so it's not too far away and uh it's televised so those are always fun just yeah. local channels nothing major that's awesome that's great do you think there's like a ped ped problem in poker like people <laughs> taking like adderall just to stay up for those like <laughs> yeah long you know what? that's interesting that you bring up yeah cocaine, adderall some cocaine and yeah some of the more stimulant drugs would be considered um the peds uh you, when 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 you see guys buy a couple red bulls you know that they're they're souping up to be extra focused uh for the game so that's always fun um but yeah there's there's not too many uh since you're sitting all day there's not too much actual physical exercise but uh definitely the red bulls and 
and a couple trips uh, to the bathroom with some cocaine will do it for you. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit more of a question from like your personal playing. Um, mm -hmm. Say you're sitting there and you get, you know, a few numbers, a few cards you like, you know, say mm -hmm. your lucky numbers pop up. Mm -hmm. do you, are you more inclined to play those, you know, gamble those numbers and see what happens or do you just let it ride? What do you do? Uh, yeah, so the game I play mostly focus on is called Texas Hold'em. Um, you hold on to two cards and you try to create, um, you know, the best five card hand using a um, what you call a flop, a turn, and a river. So five cards on the community board. Um, and how I, what would I, what I would do with that is uh, my favorite hand is eight six. Um, yeah. It's the year I was born. I like playing it. And it's a fun, tricky hand for others. But yeah, I, I'll gamble those hands. I've lost lots of dollars playing that hand. I also won a lot of money playing that hand. Nice. Nice. So when you're at a table with like people at the casino and random people, of course you don't know them that well, but right. what are some things that are like fairly common tells? Like do they like tap their fingers? Do they touch their face? Like what do you look for in like those people? Yeah. So poker is playing, mostly playing the, the, the people, the person, um, the cards are second are, are second nature. So when somebody is nervous, you can kind of see um, that they don't want to directly look you in the eye. Um, you see them kind of double take on their cards to make sure that they have what they have. Um, but it could mean one of two things. Let's say they have pocket aces. Are they looking at their cards um, that they're surprised that they have aces or they're just kind of like um, double checking their whole cards? Like it's, it's really, really weird how it works, but people give away a lot of tells. You can also tell people are nervous when they start stuttering a little bit, when you're asking them questions, um, all those little fun tips and kind of things that you pick up playing the game uh, is all useful. And then sometimes, you know, you think you have a read on somebody and you're completely wrong. So, and it happens a lot. So you just gotta, so you just gotta roll with the punches, I guess. And a follow-up to that question, since you switched over to the online games. Yeah. How can you tell if somebody's actually bluffing you? I mean, how, how can you uh, read them? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Like that's one of the main differences um, between online and live, of course, they're not actually in front of you. Um, one way I can tell is actual bet sizing. Um, is there a reason if to be betting that much? If you can't find, like kind of putting yourself in their shoes and seeing a reason for betting that much, most likely they're probably bluffing. Um, but it depends on the situation and the player. Everything is everything is up in the air it's never people have written many poker books on everything and sometimes it works one day and then the next day it doesn't work at all so it's just up to you but yeah i would look into bet sizing uh if somebody's just over betting the pot are they just trying to scare you and more right. often than not they're just trying to scare you because they have nothing usually the hands that are a lot stronger will kind of get you to call you know they want you to call so right. they'll make it a nice sizable bet for you to kind of throw your chips in there. So that's one thing to look at out for is bet sizing in online poker. 
do you get to um, a follow-up question to that is um, since you're playing with the same group of people as you said in the beginning um, mm -hmm. do you, mm -hmm. you obviously know their style mm -hmm. off the off the online you know like in person and online now is it gonna you know change your outlook on playing with them back when you can sit at the table with them or do you yeah. think, like how do you, so you think I, change how um so right now i'm in four different leagues so there's a lot of people uh to kind of you know that i'm seeing every day um right. i'm up in all the leagues so i'm really happy about my online play i don't plan to stay in the online field once the um the casinos are back open but um I think it does change your play a little bit in that the online game is a lot more aggressive. You just see four times more hands than playing in the casinos only because in the casinos, the cards go out a little bit slower, actually mm -hmm. a lot slower. There's people taking their time. Socialization and, and everything. Yeah. Socialization, people buying beers and yeah. ordering food. Um, this online game just goes four times fast. Right. Um, so I'm once you can, I get you to can uh, online, take it to the bathroom with you if you need to. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I've showered with my phone. <laughs> Believe it or that not, was actually my next question. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. So one of a couple bucks in a shower. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so other than poker, do you gamble on any other things? Um, I noticed some legend, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Such legends yeah. such as, Daniel Negreanu and Phil Hamus, they do some crazy things. No, I've um, heard of those people. <laughs> there's some like big poker legends, but um, they gamble on other things such as poke, like other like prop bets and like right, sports right, betting. Right. Do you do anything else besides poker? I mean, I'll, I'm known to jump in on some college brackets and um, some uh, parlays. Uh, not, not for too much money. You know, because I don't know sports too well. I maybe I should grab a couple tips from you guys on the sports betting aspect. But other than that, not really. You know, it's just like poker's just it. I just kind of concentrate on that, and uh, and that's pretty much all I do. I'm kind of scared though, betting on like fantasy football, and people have told me to get in on it. I just don't know the sports world, like yeah, how I. I, I don't do any of the fantasy stuff like that. What about you, no. Richie? Yeah, I do, do like fantasy football. I'm in like to sports betting and like yeah, yeah. I'm, it's a whole different world out there. But <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds fun. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. We were we actually like an 18 uh, parlay. That's awesome. I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but we were uh, live streaming on Twitch on Saturday. The UFC. We were actually live betting the UFC fight. Oh really? That, How'd that, that go? How'd that turn out? I did pretty down. well. I'm I did better than I thought. I'm okay. down, but I think Richie, you're up. So. Yeah, I'm up like eight bucks, but that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. has some balls though to to kind of just open without, without. Uh, I mean, they're the first official sport. We I've seen some Korean baseball on ESPN, but oh, nothing yeah. else live. Yeah, than, Korean baseball is actually we we talked about it in other podcasts. Yeah, we're hot with that right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both are hot. Actually, I haven't bet them since that last podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, um, UFC is what the second sport after after the the baseball. Yep. To be on ESPN? Uh, yeah, I think no actually, I think so soccer um, in Sweden or Norway or somewhere. Or Belgium was, or somewhere. Yeah. Or somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That and online poker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any crazy poker stories or hands that you've been in? Uh, yeah. 
Um, Tell us. I uh, back in Florida, I used to kind of regular game a five ten game, which is the stakes in there. It was a uh, so there's nine seats. Eight of the seven seats are professional players, all that have won you know three hundred thousand, a million dollar. One judge who doesn't consider himself a pro, but he's a everyday player uh, that played that game, and myself. Um, this was a huge pot. Um, so a guy that was on vacation ends up uh, kind of drinking a little bit, going gambling a little bit. Um, I have pocket aces. Ooh. Uh, yeah, pocket aces is, for those who don't know, listening to the podcast is uh, the number one hand in poker. Um, this guy goes, decides to move all in. All in, he says, for eight grand. Eight thousand. Wow. Wow. Not, not like eight, not eight grand worth of chips, but eight grand worth of real U.S. dollars. Eight grand of worth of real U.S. dollars. Wow. He goes all in. Wow. He says, I'm all in. Wow. Okay. I'm sitting there with pocket aces. I'm scared. Like, I'm actually scared. But you know what? Being a pro player, I got to call. So I call. Wow. Uh, wow. So it's aces and he has pocket kings. And on the flop, right on the window is a king. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. What? King blank blank. So that means I lose because that and he ends up with a set of kings over my pocket aces. And that costs eight grand down the drain. That's a horrible story, but I like That's to tell great. it. That's crazy. That definitely yeah. shows that you have some balls in the game. <laughs> yeah, so. you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to have some balls to play in that game. Wow. But it was a fun game. It was a fun experience playing it in uh, Hard Rock, Tampa. That's uh, the five ten game over there. A lot of good guys. A lot of pro players. If you're looking for a challenge, um, definitely hit that um, poker room up. Uh, being in business, how is uh, the poker game and the competitive edge? You know, has it has it has the online um, has it been more competitive online than it is in like real life sitting down at a table? Actually, I, I do miss the, the personal level of, of sitting with other poker players, but online is just as competitive. Uh, you get angry the same. That still, that still feels normal. Uh, the only difference is that you're not actually sitting right next to them. You're so you're yelling in, at, in your living room if somebody hits a, a, a miracle one outer on you so um it pretty much feels the same i'm not missing and that's a nice switch up from the casinos i can just stay in the comfort of my own home and kind of just play from there uh but like i said before online is not as big as playing in a live casino but that's okay it's still fun you know and 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 it's safe you're not no one's getting sick and yeah. It's uh it's a it's a different experience. That's cool, that's cool. So for our fans out there, this is the money making question. I know you gave us some tells earlier on mm -hmm. um what people do, but yep. how do people make money? What are some tips for them to make some money playing poker? All right. So rob a bank. That's how you do it. <laughs> rob a bank, yeah. No. Um so for those who are looking to get started in poker or if you're a veteran, um just kind of practicing in the lower stake. Uh, there's plenty of um, online rooms I would recommend. I believe, doesn't Shoot Your Shot have a new poker room opening up or there's a yeah. poker league that you guys are thinking of yeah, doing? Yeah, we're thinking about opening up a poker league on my poker bros, so. Oh, sweet, sweet, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would start there. 
and do like one cent, two cent, very friendly stakes. Uh, but it gets you in the ry rhythm of the game. Uh, you want to see about like, I would like to say 10,000 hands before you move up in stakes. Um, only because 10,000 hands, it allows you to see how people bet hands, how you play hands. You're going to need to see the same hand and understand how it works in the game. Uh, you're going to have to meet different people and kind of how they play. You'll see some aggressive people and some kind of um, kind of passive people. So you got to, it'll give you the experience. So, so you so want to see 10,000 hands. 10,000 yes. hands. That's like what you played last night, right? <laughs> Pretty close, Jimmy. Pretty close. Um, but yeah, you want to see about 10,000 hands, whether it be live or a mixture of online. I would also, um, another tip would be kind of take it easy. Don't be too overzealous. Keep a, what you call a poker face. Try not to show as much as possible. Uh, just kind of being quiet at the table and kind of just studying your opponent. Um, understanding what they do when they want to bet. Like if somebody picks their hand up, they probably have a good hand. You know, if they start tapping the table, they're probably nervous. Mm -hmm. It's okay to kind of feel the vibrations on the floor. Actually, I made an incredible call one time where I can feel tapping on the floor because um, somebody was super, he was very, very nervous. So you can feel the taps and the vibrations on the floor. Now this guy was wow. like a statue. The only thing I felt was the vibrations on the floor and that made me call him wow. and he was bluffing. Yeah, it was wow. incredible. But yeah, that's a fun experience just kind of, getting the vibe of people and just understanding like this is a mind game this is not just about the cards uh but but yeah it's super fun um i encourage a lot of people to come try it out and play uh there's a lot of good poker leagues out there um and also picking up a book uh there's a there's a couple good um poker books out there uh, any book by doyle brunson is a good one um and there's a and like um Richie has mentioned before, uh, Kid Poker. Um, Daniel Negranu has a couple YouTube vlogs that are incredible, a lot packed full of information. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's my second favorite game after Uno. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So my last question is, so where can they find you if they want to watch you play poker? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm on the poker app, Poker Bros. Uh, my name is Jeff Pockets. Um, I play on what we call um, a buddy's, it's called Brian's Online Poker. Uh, it's available there. Um, I also play at a, um, another league called um, Bamboo Lounge. So either of those, you can find me, um, Jeff Pockets. I'll be hanging out and kind of playing. And uh, we play a small game. It's just a 20, 40 cents, super friendly um, we invite everybody to come in. It's $25 buy-in. You can sit down with uh, your local professional player and just kind of hang out. Hey, Richie, uh, you can put that in the show notes, right? The, uh, the information yeah, on Yeah, definitely. Okay. It'll be in the show notes. Okay. Uh, my last question, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll keep it a little uh, personal for you. How'd you get that nickname, Jeffrey Pockets? Jeffrey Pockets. Okay, so Jeffrey is my first name. And then uh, Pockets is actually... It could go for two different things. It could go for pocket rockets, which are pocket aces. And right. pockets is actually the name of my dog. Oh. So, yeah. So it's just uh, it's just that everyone knows dogs are super cool. Right. I would love to have – who wouldn't want to have uh, share a name with their dogs? So. I thought maybe you were a pool player too, you know, pockets. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's what I've heard. Some, some pool sharks have told me that it could be for that. And, you know, it could be pockets for – 
um, for, you know, pocket pairs for poker. So go either way, but it's actually my dog's name. And before we wrap up, uh, do you have anything else you want to add maybe to our listeners or anything? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, enjoy the game guys. Uh, be safe out there. Um, enjoy uh, playing cards online. Uh, try not to go overboard on with it. Um, you don't want yeah. to do that. Don't lose your house, please. All right, Jeff. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. That was a great interview. That's awesome, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks again. Cool. Let's get into some segments um, in the news. So on Tuesday um, in Chicago, so they had the Blue Angels fly through all over Chicago. Did you not get all, not all over, but almost all over? They hit yeah. all the hospitals. Yeah, definitely. Did you get? Did you get a chance to see it? I saw a tiny, tiny, tiny speck of them in the western suburbs where I work. Nice. So, yes. So I live like right by the lake, and I got to see it from my window. It was pretty cool. But was it, it was, loud? No, it actually, it wasn't at all. Yeah. Okay. There was a bunch of people like downstairs oh, was um, there? in the little park next to me trying to watch it, but like it was, did like, you get a any pictures or videos or anything? That you I got a tiny video, but. It was very ghetto because I was trying to hold up my blinds. <laughs> it's like I was like peeping through, yeah, like peep, I'm peeping Tom. Peeping Tom. <laughs> yeah, but peeping rich. But I wasn't able to get any pictures or videos. They didn't turn out. It was like, oh, there they are, and I see them with my naked eye. But then put the phone up, and they're like, nope, not there. So, but <laughs> yeah, I've seen cool. I've seen plenty online. All the media outlets have posted. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I've, I know they flew through Arizona last week and they flew through Dallas or they're flying through Dallas. They're hitting all the big cities. They did New York already. Um, basically, they're showing the love. They're flying over the hospitals to show love to the hospital workers. So, Are these the same jets that go on like the air and water show? Yep, yep. Same jets. Same pilots, cool. same jets. Well, I don't know if they're the same pilots. I guess they are. But they're yeah. they're trained to do synchronized flying for the U.S. Navy, so that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. And I don't know a little little uh, small tidbit of information that they use about 400 gallons, a little less than 400 gallons a minute per wow. jet. Yeah, that's a fuel. insane. Yeah, times seven of them because there are seven of them today. So wow. Yeah, that's that's quite the quite the expense, but you know what? It's for the it's for the healthcare workers and we give big shout out to them. So yeah, big thank shout out to the health yeah, workers. Thank you. If you're thank listening you so to us, if you're listening to us and you're a healthcare worker, we'd love to have you on and hear from you. Email us at info at shootyourshotsports.com. Definitely. Definitely. And now um, we got to pour one out for the homies. So thoughts and prayers to uh, Jerry Stiller and Roy Horn. So Jerry yep. Stiller, he was a very, funny comedian he was in such um i guess movies and tv shows such oh, as yeah seinfeld, seinfeld. Uh, what else was he on he was on king of queens king of queens yeah bunch of um, other shows yeah and uh if you don't know who Horn. he is google him yeah. jerry stiller and also very funny guy um roy horn i was a huge magic fan growing up um obviously zigfield and roy loved to play with the tigers they have the tigers involved in their magic Roy actually died of the COVID nineteen virus. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna drink. pour one out right here for the. I got homies. my got my drink right yeah. here. You're, see, you're pouring it into another cup. I'm just gonna drink it. 
<laughs> well, I'm pouring it out like literally, so it sounds like yeah. ASMR. I mean, or yeah. ASMR, whatever you call it. So you heard that clink. So moment of silence right here for the homies. Yep. What else has we got in the news? All right. So um, people are getting very antsy and they want to start working out. So in Florida, since the gyms have not been open yet, they're called gym protesters not you gym but oh i seen gym. that i seen that on the yeah, news that's they're right working out in front of the gym it's like, actually pretty funny there's there's youtube videos of it and stuff yeah basically i what they're doing is they're just doing their squats right in front of the gym with like masks on and stuff so yeah I mean, good good for them i mean that's, that's funny yeah i mean it's funny because i just saw something on facebook like not too long ago like why is McDonald's open, but the gyms are not? I'm like, well, because it's food. We need food to live. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> plus, plus the restaurant is actually not open to go sit down in. It's it's drive up and take out yeah. only. So, yeah, pick up and I mean, take I, out. I don't know about any other state, but that's Illinois. And I think California is the same way, too. Yeah. But uh, some, of the, some of them are doing 25% capacity. So I know uh, Tennessee and the southern states are. So yeah. And Florida. Um, Speaking of California, um, there, so face masks in um, LAX, the airport in Los Angeles, they're now required. It's causing security issues. So, Well, I, I think that's probably any airport, not just LAX, but I, I do know LAX is having that problem like big time because one of our, our uh, friends out in LA, we actually reached out to them and uh, he works at the airport and he was telling us that I mean, it's a huge, you know, take your mask off. You know, when you take your mask off, you're exposing that employee looking at you to, to the virus. So yeah, it's plus, airborne, you're, so plus I mean, you're, you're touching your face then. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, those friends that we're talking about are actually the hype bros. You want to tell them a little bit about the hype bros? Yeah. So the hype bros, um, they actually have their own Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash hype bros show. Um, we're doing a collab event on Saturday with them. It's DJ versus DJ. We have caused a rivalry with them. So yeah, we kind of we kind of started something that we might not yeah, be able to finish. So but we'll, we're Team Chicago. Yeah, we're, team we're LA. Yeah, we're Team Chicago. You guys are on Team Chicago, even if you live in LA and you're listening to us. You're Team Chicago. <laughs> so but it's it's, a, it's it's Saturday the sixteenth yes. of May. That's when it's going to go down, and I think it starts. Uh, what time does it start, Richie? So we're gonna do a pregame, pre-broadcast show on our Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash shoot your shot sports. Yes. So that's around 8 p.m. Central Time. Okay. And then 9 p.m. We'll, they're going to go live on their channel on twitch.tv slash hypo show. But we're going to broadcast it live on our Facebook stream for everyone to see. So it'll be insane. It's, it's a good DJ. time to drink and it's a good time to hang out. And um, I mean, comment where you're where you're listening from which team you think it's better because that's that's how we're getting our rankings that's how we're getting everything yeah so uh, we have a dj they have a dj we're going head to head mono and mono with the great one so it's gonna be interesting and these guys are real these guys are legit radio djs so yeah uh the the time again that we're gonna do our pre pre-party is uh 8 p.m chicago central that's 6 p.m california Yes. Uh, that'd be Pacific time. Yes. So, 
That'll be great. Can't if you wait. are, if, if you're listening in Florida, please join us. Cause you can tell us about the gyms protests. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So let's close out the show per usual, like we do every show um, with the power rankings, but this time it's the power rankings of our bar karaoke songs. Oh boy. Jeez. So let's see. I think me, you went first last time. So I'll go let me first get another, let me get another bucket of Miller light. Hold on. I gotta, gotta go get the bucket of Miller light. Since yeah. we're doing bar karaoke songs. Um, <laughs> I actually did prep for this. I, I actually called my aunt who, I'll give her a shameless uh, plug here. Uh, Angel Song Entertainment. They do karaoke out here in the Chicago area. They're all over. Check out their Facebook page, Angel Song Karaoke. Uh, Tina, my aunt, she gave me a list of of her top five songs. So that's what I'm going to go with, um, considering your and I top five songs are pretty much the same. So yeah. I wanted to get an outsider influence on this. So how do you want to start? I'll go first. I'll go with my number five first. So my number five is um, a classic. It's Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. I mean, I love that song. Sweet Caroline. The whole bah, 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 bah. bah. Yeah, that whole thing. (laughs) Like, I love getting the crowd um, involved. So, like, it's easier for me. It's easier for them. I like interactions. I could go. Here's the mic. They go. Bomb, I feel like bomb, whoever's bomb. singing that song is just completely trashed. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's like the song. Me, so yeah. But, right. Um. What of advice? I, oh, not no. what of advice. FYI, that's what I'm trying to say. I um. I don't do karaoke, but if I were to do karaoke, this would come on. You sing in the shower, don't you? No, I don't. I I go in and out. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> the number five I have is. A song that I sing on occasion. I'm not very good at it, but it's Tub Thumping by Chumpawamba. Ooh. Yeah, I get knocked down and then I get up again. Nice. And I usually definitely get knocked down again after that. So. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. My number four. So it's weird. I kind of like country. And this song's been like, it's been stuck in my head for a little bit, but it is Zach Brown Band, Chicken Fried. I mean, it's just a good classic country song where everyone knows the words. They're all, we're all singing along at the bar with our, with our beer in our hand. And like, and I miss the bar. On. Yeah, I know. Right. This is just making me miss the bar. Yeah. Right. And my, my number four is actually a song that um, my aunt loves to sing. It's um, how to save a life by the fray. Ooh. It's just, it's just a good feel good song. So it's a very emotional song, I would say, but it's a good song. Yeah, it's sing. it's yeah. not too emotional, but it's a feel-good song. So definitely. Yeah. All right. So my my number three song would be Chingy oh, Holiday boy. Inn. I knew so, you were gonna go there. Yeah. <laughs> I I like duo songs. It's fun to be up with someone like your well, friend. That be. song, that song, the karaoke hosts that did the karaoke at our local watering hole. Um, I'll give them a shout out. Yeah, and, Sal and, Pizza know, Pub. Yeah, why not? Um, and the karaoke hosts that were there, Quinn and Adam, they would sing this and they would nail it. They'd make they up put their on own words. Show. Yeah, they, they put on a show. So that was that was definitely the song of like 2000. When did that song come out? Like O two, but like they made a made they made a they made a comeback. Again. So it yeah. was like when we were 21, so 10 years ago. So. 
what's well, 20 so 2010 we'll say 2010 yeah that's what i was thinking like 20 somewhere in there 2012 maybe 2012, that's yeah. when that's when that song was hot again on the charts because of the local bar that would be jam-packed with these guys putting on a show so um my number three it's uh georgia on my mind by ray charles because that's Ooh. another that's a song that you have to get into like you almost have to sit down when you sing that song like you almost yeah. have to bring a stool up up with you so <laughs> Yeah. Nice, nice. All right. So my number two is Ja Rule featuring featuring J Lo. I'm real remix. So I think it would be cool to be with the girl and doing a duet. So I'm the last couple songs are duet songs, but it's like, hey, let me rap something for you. Do you think you'll get some? Do you think you'll get some by by that? Hey, you never know. Duet. I I'm gonna try next time. Um. As far as the Ja Rule thing, I have to kind of get off subject a little bit. Yeah, go who, off the cuff. Who is he fighting with again? Isn't it? 50 Cent. 50 yeah, cent. 50 Cent. I think yeah. it is hilarious that it's still going on. I know it's been, I think the last thing that happened was like 50 Cent bought all the front row, like 200 seats and like took over the stadium. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, just to screw over uh, Ja Rule. And it was kind of funny. He was just playing to one person, and that's 50 Cent. Yeah, it was shots uh, fired. That was, yeah, that was big time shots fired. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, my number two is going to be one that gets the crowd going every time somebody sings it. And it's Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Ooh, that's a good song. And that's, I even that's, like that song. That's, that's something that a guy will sing and the whole crowd will just be like, oh, oh, he went there. Oh my God, he went there. You know, Like low key, like he sings it. But yeah. Right, right, right. I, he knows I, all I the words. I yeah. sung it. Why not? I'm yeah. not ashamed. Yeah. I, I grew up in the 90s. Yeah, definitely. Which Spice 90s. Girl was, wait, which Spice Girl was your favorite? The hot one, Victoria. Yeah, okay, we all yeah. had the hot one. Uh, I think like, or... none of them were even that hot except her. So like, oh, Posh it... Spice was dreamy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was her though. She she was Posh. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I couldn't um, remember the names. I don't remember who they are. I just remember Ginger because she was she had red hair, but that's about it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So my number one song, which I've been trying to actually learn. I think it would be cool to do. Um, so the song is Dr. Dre featuring Eminem, Forgot About Dre. I've been trying to learn the Eminem part because it would be so cool to rap that fast. Since I talk pretty fast, I should be able to rap that fast. You all know Dre. Can you so, like do it in like a really low voice? Yeah. Do it too? Yeah, that would uh, be pretty cool. My, my number one, and it's one that my aunt loves to sing. And well, I mean, this is, technically her numbers here that i'm saying but uh tin man by miranda lambert she she puts on a show and she sings this and if you close your eyes you really think it's miranda miranda lambert singing it so she's got that miranda lambert voice so that that's partly why i said yep that's the number one song so awesome but um yeah so that's our uh, power rankings of bar karaoke songs and yeah. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for that uh, uh, bucket of beer. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> server never came back. Yeah. Right. Oh man. You oh wait. I'm it. the I'm the server. Oh yeah. darn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
All right. So like we said last episode, we do have a voicemail number. You can leave us some voicemails. We'll play, we'll add a segment in, in between this to re- read the voicemails and react to them. Um, 312-841-7404. Um, we'll answer your questions that you have and react to them. So call that number. Actually, there, there was a voicemail in there this morning that I saw. And it was from Andrew. He oh. was just saying, you know, Drew. Drew was saying, what's up to everybody? Big Daddy Drew. Uh, he just wanted to give a shout out. I won't play the message because it kind of is a little more personal. But okay. <laughs> just, yeah. I'll give him a shout out. Big Daddy Drew. We what know up, Big listening. Daddy Drew? Hope you're doing well. So you got to come in on our show, uh, one of these podcasts too. Yeah, definitely. So. And then um, please follow us on our socials. So we are at um, Facebook and IG at Shoot Your Shot Sports. Um, our Twitter is Shoot Your Shot SP. And we have YouTube. And we also have twitch.tv slash Shoot Your Shot Sports. If you just search Shoot Your Shot Sports on any social media platform, you'll find us. Yes, basically. <laughs> and what's our email? Our email is info at shoot your shot sports. And that is an email we check all the time. So yes, make sure you either call or email us. That's our, how you get a hold of us directly. Awesome. So, so don't forget this Saturday, we have a live event. Um, hype so bros. Hype bros this Saturday. Nah, you're not team hype bros. You're team shoot your yeah. shot sports, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, so this Saturday we no start. No matter where at you live, you're, you're for Chicago. Yep. At 8 p.m. Yep. So it's the world versus LA, basically. So. Yes, exactly. That's that's how you want to do it. And actually, depending on how this goes, we might we might make this a a, a weekly thing. Yeah. A weekly thing, or maybe like a monthly thing, or something where we get some DJs from our audience. So if you're a DJ and you're thinking that, you know, you might have the skills and the know-how to entertain us and you just want to get your brand name out there, email us info at shoot your shop sports.com. So or leave us a voicemail and we'll grade yeah. it. If you do a quick one minute mix <laughs> on our voicemail. Yeah. Oh yeah. On our voicemail. <laughs> that, that'll work. You know, just yeah. throw us a little one minute mix somewhere or like, you know, five minute mix or a little demo tape or, Maybe you had, maybe you went live on Facebook last week. Just send us the link. So, yeah, definitely. Um, We're open yeah, to we, anything. We are we are looking for some talent and stuff. So yeah. yeah, definitely. All right, so that's our show. This is Richie Chicago. Man, that's the episode already. Man, that yep. flew by. I'm I know, Jim, right? I'm Jimbo Slice. Everybody. Just signing off. Don't get that Rona. Love you guys.
This is Off the Cuff, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports.